Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, broadcasting live from Capital Ale House here in Innsbruck, as you can check me out here every Monday, live and local, from 12 to 3 p.m. Grab a beer, enjoy some lunch, and check out the show. Take an extended lunch break here on a Monday. You deserve it. Phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. And we're always available on the go on the Odyssey app. If you missed it earlier, you can rewind. Told the story of my trip to Orlando with the terrible ending that I got home last night at 4 a.m., got up today to do the show, and couldn't find my laptop. So we put it out there as the poll of the day. Will TSA Orlando find AWOD's laptop, or am I donezo? Now, we do have an update to the story, all right? My friend's dad works for TSA. He's on the case. So, we, Stubb, we've got an inside man on the job right now. How are you feeling? Will that's, TSA that's Orlando find my laptop? I like. I don't think so. <laughs> I oh, think, really, you're gonna vote no. Really, I, I, I already did. You vote just no. broke my heart. I already voted. You no. already did vote no. <laughs> the airports right. are the worst at holding on to things. Yeah. All right. You can vote right now at nine ten the fan or at a wad radio. Will TSA Orlando find my laptop? We will. We will provide the updates as they come. But joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, former Washington Redskin tight end and uh, current host for the Commanders 106.7, the Team 980, and the host of the Take Command podcast, Logan Paulson. What's going on, Logan? Not much, man. I'm sorry to hear about your laptop, bud. That's a tough deal there. I know. What would you vote? Will they find it, or am I screwed? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me there's no chance, really? I mean, it's just uh, in a bin. It's an expensive laptop. Aren't they smart enough to put it in a, a room and store it or something? Oh, you left it. Oh, you left it at the uh, at the security check. Yeah, at the security okay. check. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Well, maybe there's a chance. I thought you lost your bag, and to me, there's like absolutely <laughs> no way you're finding that thing again. So, but yeah, yeah. If, it's, if it's if it's in a tray somewhere, maybe you got a chance. I don't know. All right, I've got a chance here. We're holding out hope, uh, Logan. Uh, let me get your take on the unfortunate situation. Never want to see a guy lose his job, but Ron Rivera being fired following the defeat on Thursday. Ron Rivera being fired. Uh, not sorry, saying? sorry, Jack Del Rio. My, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm manifesting. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, man, maybe I've been out of the news cycle a little bit then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously a loss like that, you know, to a division rival, primetime game, I think we all kind of expected there to be some consequences, and and these are the consequences, you know. Like you said, it's always tough when uh, when someone loses their job. <clears throat> but I think um, we all can kind of see the writing on the wall with this. You know, there was kind of seemingly a defensive regression, especially in the secondary. Um, they're having a really hard time covering people. They're having a really hard time fitting runs. So something needed to change. Um, and you know, it's really hard to tell in these situations because we don't have all this. We don't have all the information kind of behind closed doors. But um, you know, I think Jack um, would probably tell you that he's got to coach better. I'm sure he'd also allude to some players need to play better. But uh, in this situation, usually the coach is the first guy to go, and um, that was that's what happened. So sorry for Jack, but I do think uh, a move needed to be made, and um, and I think this is this this one makes sense. Logan, can you point to some brights here from the defeat, or, or maybe just the last few games? Like, uh, give me something to cheer for, to root for, uh, because I'm I'm just so down on this team that I, I've actually been saying. For the first time in 30 years, I wasn't interested in a Cowboys-Commanders game because I just knew we were going to get Yeah, obviously, uh, I think coming out of, the, out of the, the Cowboys game specifically, there's not a lot of stuff to be super excited about. But, you know, I think 
for, for the season. And if you want to continue Logan, to watch, yeah, I'm there. Can you hear me? You got me? Yeah, Hello? yeah, I can. Keep going. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and if, yeah, and if it's yeah I got you. Can you hear me? I would. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, just keep rolling, man. I, I'm having uh, connection issues here, but I, I hear you. Okay. All right, sounds good. So, yeah, what I would say is that if you're looking for stuff to keep an eye on, I'd say Brian Robinson's been playing out of his mind. I think catching the football, running the football, he's been pretty special this year and is, you know, producing at a pretty high level for, for any team. Uh, I think Sam Howell obviously is someone that you can kind of circle with a, with a highlighter and say, man, if this guy pans out, this could be uh, something that changes the organization forever. I think, you know, obviously I'm still waiting for some of the uh, receivers to kind of have their – they're big games, but you saw some bright spots from Jahan the last game. Curtis had 100 yards receiving. I think you see some consistency from Terry, maybe not in the last game, but uh, in the prior two games, I thought you saw that. So I think there are some things, especially offensively, you feel good about. Defensively, I think there are some young players to kind of keep your eye on. I thought Emmanuel Forbes was playing better before the injury. Um, I think Percy Butler, prior to this last game, um, excluding the Cowboys game, was kind of trending upward. So maybe you can get back to that same form. Um, you know, obviously, Duran and John are guys that you you know you want to see play good football. They've they've been struggling a little bit as of late, but I think you know they're guys that are very very talented and, and uh, are always reasons to watch the defense. So not a lot of uh, stuff to be super excited about, but I do think there are some things um, you know maybe moving into twenty twenty four that if guys develop and guys play better, uh, this team will be in a good spot. So. Logan Paulson with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. Can you compare and contrast the offense from this year to last year and the offensive coordinators? Last year, Scott Turner, 20th in yardage, 24th in points per game. This year, with Eric Bienme, 14th in yardage, 21st in points per game. So improvements there, but not like he's gotten this offense to jump, jump into the top half of the NFL. Yeah, I don't think that was – I mean, that wasn't my expectation. I think there was going to be an improvement uh, with uh, Coach Bieniemy, and I think there has been. But, you know, anytime you learn a new offense, it's very, very challenging. I think you see uh, some of the issues, especially in this last game against the Cowboys, with learning a new system. There's opportunities, you know, to, to push the football down the field and Sam's checking it down or the protection's not holding it up. But I think a lot of people are kind of learning new stuff, and I think that's always one of the challenges with the new offense. I think – you know, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. You know, Kyle Shanahan used to tell me all the time, it takes three years to learn an offense. That's like detail it up, get everybody comfortable, and I think you're seeing some of that. So I'm glad to see the improvement in the offense. Uh, I think this offense does a really good job of stretching teams horizontally. I think EB's found some stuff that Sam seems to have a pretty good grasp of. I think there are times where the running game looks very, very sharp. Obviously not against the Cowboys, but I'm saying at points this year, it's looked very sharp. And I kind of like the forward-thinking approach of, of throwing the ball a little bit more. Now it's debatable about whether or not you know the, the, the rate at which he's throwing is the correct rate, but I do like that he's, he's thinking about that a little bit more and, and that ratio is skewing towards the rest of the league as opposed to kind of this 50-50 split that was being talked about this offseason. Logan was a longtime NFL vet and played several seasons in Washington, including that 2012 year that was a ton of fun, but – uh, take me back. Was it 2014 or 2015? The team really struggled, and, and I think only won like four or five games. You know, as a guy in the locker room, how do you keep your head high when you see the team? You know, pretty much at a playoff position with four or five games to go. Yeah, I mean that was 2013 for me. I'm sure it happened other years. Uh, it, it's very, very challenging, and I think that's when you uh, 
get to kind of be that professional of the professional football player t- designation. You know, like it's not always sunshine and rainbows when you're the, when you're in the NFL. I mean, it's a good gig. It's a it's one of the best jobs of all time. But these are the times where you got to kind of where, where you earn that paycheck, so to speak. You know, you got to come out, put your best best foot forward each and every week. Kind of find something to play for. For me, uh, you know, I can't speak to the guys now, but for me, it was like, hey. I'm auditioning for 32 other teams, 31 other teams, and I got to show them that I am, hmm. I'm professional and I'm capable of, of performing at a high level. And that was my motivation, literally every single game when we were out of playoff contention, is just play as hard as I could, because I, I, I there was a really good chance that I wasn't going to be part of the the Washington Redskins the following season. So um, that was something that always kind of motivated me, and it's it's not always easy. You got to kind of find ways to stay process driven as opposed to goal driven. And, and none of that stuff's easy, but that's, um, again, that's why you get paid is for, for times like this in the year. And hopefully these guys can find something to play for personally and professionally uh, to make sure that they stay competitive these last couple games. That's Logan Paulson. Follow him on social media, especially Instagram, for some really great commanders and NFL coverage. Logan underscore Paulson 82. Logan underscore Paulson 82, host of the Take Command podcast, working alongside Fred Smoot and Santana Moss as well. And I saw you say Brian Robinson might be the best player on this offense, and he, he certainly has been when they throw it to him out of the backfield. What play designs for the rushing attack fits his style of running best? I think he's definitely a guy that seems more comfortable running these kind of gap scheme runs, you know, these runs where they've got a double team on the front side, they're pulling somebody around. He seems to really have a good feel for how to run those. But I also think, you know, if you look at that Seattle game, especially kind of at the start of the fourth quarter, they ran some outside zone stuff there that that really came to life with him at the helm. So I do think he's, you know, obviously he's matured as a pass catcher. He's found some explosive plays that way. But um, I think you're seeing him evolve as a runner, and I think that's good. And obviously – the Cowboys game was rough for everybody, but I think if you look at the body of work from the season as a whole, I think you're seeing a guy that's getting better and better each week. He's a physical, smart football player. And, I, and again, somebody that I have a lot of confidence in as a, as a piece that you can build around uh, moving into next year. Oh, it looks like uh, we lost Adam. I think we're just going to run to break. Thank you so much for joining the show, Logan. Yep. Thanks, man. I'll yep. talk to you later. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, broadcasting live from Capitol Ale House here in Innsbruck. Come on by, grab a beer, and check out the show. Take an extended lunch break here on a Monday. You deserve it. They've got an unbelievable beer selection, really great burgers. I love the wings. Uh, So much to choose from here at Cap Ale, and this is the place to be to watch your football on Sundays and then, of course, tonight for Monday Night Football with the Chicago Bears facing off against the Minnesota Vikings. But we did want to shake it up a little bit right now and go around the world of Hollywood and entertainment, TV, news, podcasts, books, and more on Netflix. Netflix, the best of streaming services, TV, movies, books, podcasts, and more. We've got you covered on Netflix. All right, I did watch one movie during my trip in Orlando. I don't know if we talked about it on Friday or not, Stubb, but I did finally watch uh, Leo, the new Adam Sandler animated movie. Oh, you caught that. I caught that. I I was thrown off a little bit by the fact that it was kind of a musical, uh, but Adam Sandler's character was hilarious. And, you know, I I told the great story of um, 
our pet hamster, Mushi, last week. And so it was really cool to see everybody take home a pet. And, of course, you know, a few of the kids got the pet's tail cut off and things like that. But uh, I don't know. It was, it was kind of a, a cute movie. Did you watch anything over the holiday break? Uh, let's see. I caught a couple things. Uh, not yeah. too much. I was mostly watching football, which is which. There we go. On that, yeah. <laughs> I rewatched uh, Across the Spider Verse. Still, the, yeah. the like one of the best movies I've ever seen. And I saw War Dogs with uh, Jonah Hill and Miles Teller. Oh. Was that your first time watching that? Yeah. Really liked oh, it. I love really love liked War Dogs. It. And there's a Miles Teller uh, doppelganger that works at the Whole Foods on Broad Street. <laughs> really? So I've, I've, I've actually stopped and taken a selfie with him, <laughs> pretending it was the real Miles Teller. I love Miles Teller. War Dogs is great. I think Whiplash oh, probably Whiplash, obviously yeah. his best movie. But War Dogs is interesting because it's real. Because yeah. it's a true story, right? Yeah, and it makes you wonder, you know, how real is everything that happened? But it's it's it seems pretty real. Yeah. No, I mean, it just shows you that... Uh, War makes a lot of countries a lot of money, oh, which yeah. I hate to say. <laughs> it's an economy. Uh, but there is, yeah, there is a really interesting topic that's floating around social media. It's been seen by over half a million people, and it is a list of the top ten most hated TV characters. Now, Stubb, I will say I was scrolling through the comments here, and I totally agree. Why is Teabag from Prison Break not on this list? I mean, he was a hateable character, and I loved Prison Break so much. Um, I was thinking, like, maybe Sawyer from Lost, or, or maybe uh, John Locke from Lost. I'm trying to think back to, like, my favorite shows um, from when I was growing up, because the, the obvious answer is obviously the Game of Thrones characters, right? I mean, so many people watched Game of Thrones, and uh, you're going to see at least three names here on this list. Before we go through the list, Dub, who are a few people that jumped out to you that didn't make the list? Anything um, coming to mind? I feel like this is missing some reality TV characters. I, oh, I don't know yeah. if they counted that, but I think back to uh, I watched a season of Survivor with my roommate, and there was yeah. a guy named Coach on it. And yeah, every time we hated him, like every time he yeah. was on screen, we were filled with rage. So I would have liked to see someone like that because I would put coach as more hated than some of the characters that I'm looking at here. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I, um, and, you know, I would put like Angelica from the Rugrats on there <laughs> for going way back, you know, um, but uh, it is a decent list. So we'll go through it here. Number 10, Rachel Berry. And um, so she was what? Um, what was the name of that show? Glee. Glee, right. Never got into Glee. I, I don't know. It wasn't for me. It's a hard pill to swallow. It's a weird show. <laughs> I've seen the first season. It's a valid, it is a valid character to put there. She has done some really? horrible things for just being a high school should girl. I, should I give Glee another chance? Because I do love Pitch Perfect. And it seems like it's kind of similar, right? It's pretty Pitch Perfect. It, uh, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's fun to watch in like a, how is this a show about high schoolers? Because they do some ridiculously horrible things. And yeah. the teachers are terrible people. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So who's number nine on the list? Caillou, which you didn't know about Caillou. Uh, no. Caillou is, is from a children's cartoon from about uh, my age when I was growing up. And it's gotten a lot of backlash from parents and uh, people my age online about how he teaches bad values for kids and that you can just kind of whine to get your way. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that, that, that's been the, the response to Caillou is not a lot of fans of him. A lot of people... Don't understand why he's bald when he's like five years old. Yeah, a lot of hate I will, I will one, I will one up your Caillou and go with uh, Helga Pataki from Hey Arnold. Right? I mean, Helga was a villain <laughs> in that show. <laughs> Did you watch Hey Arnold? Little, Footballhead? little before my time. Little before your time. All right, number eight, the Governor, and that is the character from The Walking Dead. But that's like the later seasons, right? 
Yeah, I never got into The Walking Dead. So. Oh, you didn't? No, I'm. I, I got a lot of big TV uh, gaps in my knowledge. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do, man. It seems like you really like, you know, horror movies and reality shows. <laughs> that <Yeah. laughs> seems to be your go-to. No, season one uh, of the show, Rick was the main character, uh, but the villain was John Bernthal's character, Shane. And I hated Shane because Shane, you know what Shane did? This is so messed up. While Rick was, I think, like dead or lost or disappeared, Shane just like grabbed his wife and hooked up with his wife and was just taking Ooh. over <laughs> and raising his kid. Yeah, and I get wow. it. It's like an apocalyptic event here. And so I guess they thought Rick's character, uh, Rick, Rick Grimes, was dead. But yeah, so, and uh, spoiler alert. Rick then shoots Shane at the head in the head at the end of the first season, and uh, it was it was epic. Definitely one of the top ten most hated TV characters in my mind. Number seven, Todd Alquist. Who is that? Oh, uh, that's now, a that's Landry character. from that's Landry from Friday Night Lights, but I don't know the show. Oh, it, it's it's not a Breaking Bad. Oh no, I it think. might be, but it's the it's oh, the same okay. actor from Friday Night Lights. I, yeah, yeah, I believe this is a late season Breaking Bad character. Another show that I have not watched. Uh, it's funny that this list is trending all over the place when I don't recognize half the people, and I consider myself pretty uh, a pretty big uh, TV uh, fan. Number five, Livia Soprano. That I mean, that was the uh, obvious no, that's one. You had six. to have someone from the Sopranos. Oh, that's number six. Number six, Livia Soprano. Number five, Cersei Lannister. She would be in the top three in my mind. I mean, I just hated her so much. I loved the episode where they forced her to do the walk of shame. Shame. Shame, shame. Have you have you seen all of Game of Thrones uh, stuff? I've seen the first season like six years ago. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you <laughs> Don't drive some gaps. That to you. You, you really do. Wow. All right, number four. Who is this? Uh, this is Shao Tucker uh, from the anime Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Uh, this this is, if, if there was going to be any anime representation on this list, it was going to be him. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a spoiler for like the fourth episode, but essentially he did some science to combine his daughter with a with his pet dog and then killed her. Oh wow. So yeah. What about the, What about someone from The Last Airbender, right? I mean that's that, that that's some good TV picks. Show. Some of the some of the Fire Nation people. Yeah. Right? Azula, <laughs> I think, so might have been a <laughs> might have been a good pick. Alright, who is Skylar White? What show is she from? That is also Breaking Bad. That is Walter White's okay. uh wife. I haven't watched the show, but I know a lot of people just hate her because she's annoying. Uh, there's a lot of people in that show that do a lot of evil things, but she was annoying, which is the biggest crime that I guess you can commit as a TV character. And then the top two, I think most of you would agree if you've seen Game of Thrones. Stubb has not, so we'll see if Stubb can come up with his number one most hated character of all time. But number two, Ramsey Bolton. I mean, the bastard. He uh, he cut the dude's nuts off. He was just such a bad person in the show, and everybody hated him, and he's such a good actor. And that I almost... I almost liked his character because he was just such a D-bag. He was amazing. And then number one, Joffrey Baratheon. All the comments say I've never been so happy to see a child's death. And uh, I I totally agree. Like when Joffrey got poisoned and he starts choking, it was like, I gave a standing ovation. I was like, finally, finally, we killed that darned soul over here who's ruining Game of Thrones. Um, so absolutely, I do think he deserves to be number one. So many people talked about Joffrey's death. And in fact, I believe the story is that the actor who plays Joffrey Baratheon was hated so much that he quit acting because he felt like he was typecast as a terrible person. Oh, that's that's kind of sad. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
He was that good of an actor yeah, he did, he in did Game so of Thrones. And you know what? He's going to be getting the royalties for Game of Thrones. I'm sure he's doing oh, just yeah. fine. He'll, he'll be all right. Now, now that yeah. they, they got that uh, new deal with the actor strike over, he's going to be getting his royalties. Yeah, yeah, totally. All right, who would you say is number one from all the TV shows you've seen? I'm actually going to go back to Glee and say Will Schuster. The, Ooh, the, the Will he's the teacher. He runs the, the Glee club. Uh, he, okay. He's like the worst guy in the entire world. So I'm going to really? give it to him. Oh, yeah. He, does, he In the first episode of the show, he plants uh, drugs in one of the students' lockers to blackmail him into joining the Glee Club. Oh, wow. Oh, you know what? I just Googled him. I love that actor, though. Yeah? That's a, that guy's a good actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He right. was in another movie with Justin Timberlake. I he forget can, what it's He called. can sing all right. Well... I haven't seen that, <laughs> but he can he can certainly act. All right, I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on the Fan. If we missed any TV or new or movie news, you can always hit us up at nine ten the Fan or call in eight three three eight zero four zero nine ten. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, back in the 804 in Richmond after a great week in Orlando, thanks to Club D3 Travel. And I, I will say it was fun to meet a lot of Ram Nation there at the tournament. And one of the listeners I met in Florida told me that he listens to my show on Mondays at Cap Ale, and he says, you have to try the mussels at Capital Ale House. So today... I've got the mussels, and I'm going to get the flatbread pizza. You can always catch me here Mondays throughout football season. Uh, but joining us right now from the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hot Seat, the voice of God here on AWOD Radio, our program director, PD, Zach McHugh. What's going on, Zach? AWOD, what's up, dude? Hey, it's nice to get a call from uh, Orlando, a VCU fan that called in today. What's his name, Bobby? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it was awesome. Dude, you're growing uh, the, the army. That's great. Yeah. We, we really are, and I think part of it is just being like out and about at the tournament. You know, I, I want to say thanks to one of the listeners. I can't forget. I can't remember his name right now, but he tweeted that me and Zach Joaquin from the Richmond Times-Dispatch, he really enjoyed our coverage as we were the only guys there covering VCU, had that exclusive interview with Coach Odom after the tough defeat to Boise State that we saw uh, got a lot of run on social media, and I'm so glad that we beat Penn State. Like, yeah, Zach, that was, that was the Super Bowl. I know after losing two tight ones and then you're going up against your old coach, that would just be, you know, going into the rest of the season. That would have been difficult right there to go yeah. winless down there in Orlando. But I'm glad they pulled it out, too. And hey, they battled. Right. That's yeah. good for them. So I think they can ride that momentum here when they get back. Oh, absolutely. We won the final game by more than we lost the first two by, right? So I think you could have argued, hey, we could have had a 3-0 and trip to Orlando, but getting the win against Penn State was good enough for me. And Zach, of course, is involved in our Odyssey NFL Survivor Pool. We are Oof. down to the three Musketeers. It's Ginny, Amy, and the Zach Attack. And who have you chosen to go with this week? So I, it's yet to be determined. I'm going Vikings tonight, and I'm sweating it because I don't want to lose to the ladies. And yeah. I must say, Ginny got a family member uh, in the mob or something. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe one of her kids is uh, you know knows a wise guy or something like that. Amy, our illustrious account executive downstairs, uh, everybody knows her husband's picking for her. So I'm going yeah. against Mr. Hogart. 
I know. And and he was like a VCU basketball player, an excellent high school player in Richmond. So he knows sports really well, and he's helped her out to get to the finals. But I think we're all rooting for the Vikings tonight because I want you to stay in it and represent the sports department. Yes. And did you know Stubb has become a diehard fan of Josh Dobbs? What a great bandwagon to jump on, Stubb. I know, number one Vikings fan You know, right I here. have him going... In fantasy tonight, too, it's my fantasy team in uh, Odyssey is abysmal this year. I think I'm in the basement <laughs> after going uh, almost three-peating last year, losing in the finals. But uh, it's been a really down year in fantasy. But I do have a stack going with Dobbs and Hawkinson. And if I can get 43 points out of those guys, I can pull <laughs> off the win tonight. He's got it. He's got it. <laughs> That's like three touchdown passes for Dobbs, and, Dobbs. and two of them have to go to Hawkinson. <laughs> Dobbs can go for a 30-burger, and then if Hawkinson catches one, maybe he gets 12 or 13 points. That's not like, out of reach. I love that. That's like my um, homies league yesterday. I was down by 40, and the only player I had left was Josh Allen, and he almost brought me back. If he had thrown a touchdown pass in overtime, I might have won. Instead, it was Jalen Hurts who runs it into the end zone. It really was a fun weekend of the NFL. Uh, But the big story today was the Carolina Panthers firing their head coach, Frank Reich. And Zach is, of course, a diehard Panthers fan, so – We'll give you the opportunity to let's go with an opening statement, Zach. <laughs> well, uh, I think I'm happy for Panther Nation, and I'm uh, very happy for Frank Reich because we put him out of his misery. <laughs> this is his second consecutive season getting the can um, in season, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Did yeah. he finish last year with the Colts? I don't think so. No, because remember Jeff Saturday took that's over. That's right. That's right. <laughs> So I think he sets a record there, being the only coach to get fired in season, back-to-back seasons. So really, just go down in flames, Frank Reich, and we'll see where the interim guy, I think he's a special teams coach, uh, takes us the rest of the year. Look, it's a terrible season. Their worst start, 1-10 or 1-11, whatever they are, in, in the team's history. So it's almost rock bottom. You've got a lot of caps. I think they got like... 60 plus million dollars in cap space for 2024 to work with. Bryce Young, he can still learn, I guess, the rest of this season. <laughs> maybe we'll, well, let me, maybe let me we'll ask you a question, a though, Zach. This year for a QB, it should be a QB rich. Yeah, because I, I saw this on social media, and I'm not plugged into the Panthers, so that's why I wanted to have you on the show here is that a lot of people have been complaining about the ownership. And the fact that they believe that the owner forced Frank Reich to draft Bryce Young. And everyone's wondering, how much would this team be better if they had C.J. Stroud, who's having a great season for the Texans? Well, I think that's, like, I was talking about this on on my show, which is not a sports show, but as a Panther fan, I have to vent. Um, <laughs> once once Dan Snyder loses the team and, and you guys finally kicked him out of D.C., congratulations, the scuttlebutt around the league is the only menacing or meddling owner or bad owner left in the league is Tepper, which is horrible news for us um, because he is very involved and he's not a football guy. So, you know, I would expect uh, Fritter to be gone too, and he's just going to have to get uh, a football guy in there to do football operations, head that up, and, you know, new GM, just new coaches, Clearhouse, maybe Ben Jones will be fighting for you guys to get Ben Jones signed next year as an HC, but a lot of what we hear on the inside is that Tepper's a nightmare, but he's here to stay, so you should feel good. You and, uh, you know, the Commanders fans out there should feel 
wonderful. I know it's kind of been a tough year for you guys too, but this is bad because now we have like Dan Snyder in his rookie year, basically, and we have yeah. uh, and all you know, that to look forward to. And you know what's so frustrating for Panthers fans right now is that so you fire, but you're going to have you know a head coach vacancy uh, in the off season. But you're nowhere near the best destination, right? I mean, because the Chargers are going to end up firing their coach. Everyone says that's going to—that's a lock right now. Brandon Staley's gone, and they've got a quarterback and some good wide receivers. And then I—I I think most people have said, "Hey, the next best destination could be Washington, right? Four and eight. After that, maybe it's New England if Bill Belichick leaves, and you get to work with Robert Kraft and that successful organization. So there's so many other jobs that seem to be." better fit than Carolina, you guys might end up getting the third or fourth best head coach out there. Yeah, you could. You never know where you can pull head coaches from. There's a lot of great guys in college ball, too. But I guess the only allure would be kind of what the Panthers were before this season started was it's a clean slate. You've got the number one pick. Get your guy and get in there and establish that kid right away. You could argue they could do that next season, you know, because I don't think they're going to win another game this year. So would you would you like Caleb Williams? Yes. I absolutely would. He sounds like a generational talent. That's what everybody says. And we we did right. we they, did miss Did he just sit Bryce. Bryce Young on the bench? Yeah. See you later, yeah. dude. Thanks for the memories. It just didn't yeah. work out. Oh, you got it you got two number one <laughs> picks. You know? You got two number one picks <laughs> yeah. and let them I mean, battle it out. But clearly Bryce. Can is, I he's can been I get and I told it. you so though? Yeah, can I get an I told you so because I've been down on all the rookies. I get it, C.J. Stroud's having a good year. Will Levis not having a good year. Anthony Richardson got hurt early. And Bryce Young, I mean, just completely stinking it up. Stinking it up in bad uh, post game too, although he doesn't say hindsight is 50-50 like Cam Newton did for eight years. <laughs> but but he is, uh, he is pretty bad. I, I would give it to you, Awad, but you missed on Stroud. So your season-long sweat yeah. on that. You know, we'll just uh, take halfsies on it. How's that? Well, no, the thing is, the Texans are 6-5, and five, right? And I, all, my only prediction was they would not finish with more than eight wins. They've got the Broncos this weekend. Broncos are hot. I'll give the Broncos the win. Then it's Texans-Jets. Fine, they win that one. But then they've got to win either Titans, Browns, Texans are, you know what? You're right. You're right. They're going to end up with more than eight wins. <laughs> I'm but, looking at the schedule here, and it's very favorable for the Texans. But, but look at that game, though, against Jacksonville yesterday. How great of a game was that? I don't know if you caught any of it, but yeah. it was great right until the end. And the poise that Stroud showed on that final drive. I mean, yeah, they kept him in the pocket um, for that final drive, which was amazing. They lose on a, like a 60-yard field goal. A guy hits the crossbar, but... I mean, they were in it with that guy, and he's a leader, you know, and and he's got everybody in that city buying in on that team. Um, I can't say the same for Bryce Young, even as a diehard Panther fan. I mean, thank God the Hurricanes are good, but um, yeah, it's it's just tough, and I think everybody's ready. I don't I don't know any of my buddies that are fans are like, oh, all we need is a new coach, and you know, we'll get Bryce Young on track. I think it's deeper than that because. He hasn't had. He hasn't looked good all year, you know. Even against yeah. bad teams. No, I'm with you games. on that. There, there was a highlight. There was a highlight in which C.J. Stroud threw the ball 70 yards through the field, uh, through the air yesterday in that game. Zach, I appreciate you stopping by, man. Thanks yeah, a man. lot. All right, take care. Glad you're back in town, safe. Yep.
All right, later. Yep, I'll see you tomorrow in the studio. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. One more segment coming up next. We'll give out the winners and losers of the week in the National Football League. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, phone lines are open if you want to chime in. It's 833-804-0910. Been having a little bit of te- technical difficulties today from Capital Ale House, but we did want to finish up the show by going around the National Football League here on NFL Hits. Every regular season matchup, every head coach on the hot seat, the hit stories in the NFL. NFL Hits on A1 Radio. All right, let's see All right, if let's... my microphone's working right now. I'm going to hang up the phone. Stub, can you hear me back in the studios? Give me a one, two, three if that works. One, two, three. Looks like we're All good. Right. All right, so let's go through our winners and losers of the week here on NFL Hits. What you got? All right, for my first winner, I have Kyle Hamilton with the Ravens. He yeah, was there. yeah. He just was everywhere last night. Every single play on defense, it sounds like they were saying his name. I think he really saved them that game. Yeah, no, and it's just <laughs> – Look, as a Commanders fan, it's so disappointing because he has been everything that the Ravens wanted him to be at the safety position, and that Ravens defense has been incredible this year. How about Zay Flowers, though, clinching the win for the Ravens with that electric touchdown? I've been all on board on Zay Flowers this season, drafted him in several fantasy leagues, and he's been really good. Hey, pat myself on the back stub here. Got to do it. The Ravens, my team, to win the Super Bowl – is looking I'm, really good right now. I mean, are they at the top of the AFC right now? I think they might be. I think so. I, I can double check that, but I'm I'm with yeah, you. They I'm are. all in on them winning the Super Bowl. I, I have yeah. the same. They just look too good, and and Zay Flowers looked like he was having fun out there with those those celebrations. Yeah. So Baltimore nine and three ahead of the eight and three Chiefs, Jags, and Dolphins, all eight and three, second, third, and fourth place in the AFC. Who's next? Winner or loser of loser. the week? Still Matt Canada. He's not even here anymore, but the Steelers <laughs> finally got 400 offensive yards with him gone. So if you thought that he wasn't the problem, this kind of cements that he was. Yeah, I know. And this was an ugly game for the Steelers in, in which you know the Bengals had a lead for a lot of that game, but they they get going offensively, win 16-10. to 10. Uh, Kenny Pickett, 278 yards. Najee Harris, finally had a good game, been waiting for that. 6.6 yards per carry, 99 yards and a touchdown. He was terrific. Uh, that was a good loser of the week there. Yeah. Matt Canada, where are you at? The Steelers are keep we're winning without you. Yeah. Uh, next winner is going to be, you're not going to like this, but Dayron Bland. You break a record, you're a winner. Yeah. No, it's a, great, it's a great point. Give him a ding for that. I mean, he, yeah, that's... He, he, he had that pick six against Sam Howell. And uh, I will say, though, a little unfair to give a winner of a week to the guy that played on Thursday. I mean, come on uh, now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to have some chance. Yeah, right. no, you're right. Loser. I would just say the Jets in general, but I'm going to say Tim Boyle. Somehow worse than Zach Wilson. <laughs> Nothing is going good for them. <laughs> and well, to counter that, I will was give. was 27 for 38, 179 yards, two interceptions, but the big story was he was sacked seven times. Just never looked comfortable. Yep, and to counter that, I'm giving a winner to Javon Holland with the Dolphins for a 99-yard pick six. Just a beautiful, beautiful run off a Hail Mary. Yeah, and the Dolphins, man, if there's any team that, you know, is going to take down the Ravens besides from the Kansas City Chiefs, as they're always a factor in the AFC, I think it could be the 8-3 Miami Dolphins. Tua 
had two interceptions, but they were able to bounce back from that. They've got such a good rushing attack with Moster, Jeff Wilson Jr. We haven't seen Devon Achan uh, come back into the lineup and make an impact yet, but they ran for 167 yards on the ground as a team against the Jets. That's a good winner of the week. Who's next? All right, I'm going to do really quick. One more loser, one more winner. Uh, loser right now, the entire NFC South, as none of the teams have a even 500 record at this point. If your number one team yeah. is the Falcons that lost to the Commanders this season, that is not a good look. Uh, and then, <laughs> that's a great point. Yep. That's a great point. Five and six, five and six. Tampa Bay still in it at four and seven. Panthers, mathematically, I think if they won out, they might have a chance. <laughs> yeah, that's and then uh, my final winner is going to be not a player, not a team, but Scott Hansen with Red Zone. There were alarms going off. I don't know if you caught it. There, were, there was like a fire alarm, yeah. an emergency alarm, and he stuck through. He did not let the Red Zone cut to commercial. He, he yeah, finished he, that. He had a great that, tweet. Yeah. Oh, when he said, like, there's a fire. Wem women and children out first, touchdowns last. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Adam Epstein. You've been listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now one FM. I'll be back in studio tomorrow. Will I have an update on my laptop? That's the question. You can always tweet us at 910 The Fan or at AWOD Radio. Don't go anywhere. It's Grant and Danny coming up next.